Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Give me some smiley eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. There they are. Amen. Praise. Go ahead and grab a seat. Amen. Praise the Lord. Smiling eyes. Praise God. Amen. Today I'm going to be wrapping up our series that we've been in on walking through your valleys. Walking through your valleys. And I, my prayer is that, that throughout this series this has helped you to navigate through your, your storms and your battles or your valleys that you and, and I go through. Amen. In life. Amen. Last week, I ministered on using the example of David's life to help us navigate through these valleys. Amen. I gave you two ways last week. Anybody remember which one? Anyone? Two ways. You all failed. All failed. Go home and study. Amen. Or do I have to go back and repeat last week's message? No, remember? One of the ways, amen, was refusing to be discouraged refusing. Tell your neighbor, I refuse. I refuse to be discouraged. Amen. And the second one was focus. We got to focus. Focus on who? Come on, on Jesus. Amen. Come on. Put your eyes, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Amen. Our text has been Psalms 23, verse 4. Why don't we go there? Amen. Praise the Lord. And it says this, even though I, somebody say I, I I walk through the valley, somebody say valley, of the shadow of death, I, say I, will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So I want you to read this with me, okay? Say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Amen. Number three, remember that God is always with you in your valley. God is always with you. With you. <laughs> Amen. Ice and water already. God is always with you in your valley. Amen. David says, for you, here is David, amen. He, he is speaking. He's acknowledging that God is with him. He's, the Lord is with him. He says, you are with me. God is always with you, church. No matter where you go. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 says, I, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. See, God not only promises his power. Somebody say his power. His power in your valleys, but His very presence in those valleys. You will never go through a valley, listen, by yourself. Come on, the devil will make you feel that you're by yourself. You may even feel that you're by yourself, or no one understands, or no one's with you, man. But God says, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Just call on His name, and I'll be there. Hallelujah. Come on. 
Peter called out to his name. Remember when he stepped out of the boat, amen, and began to sink, amen, when he started to look at the surroundings of the, his valley at that time and moment, amen, and he called on the name of Jesus. A blind uh, uh, Bonimaeus, amen, called out to the name of Jesus, amen. Uh, just call out to his name. And when you're going through a trouble or when you're going through a time that you feel alone, somebody just say, Jesus. Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Jesus. You just got to call out to Jesus. Who do you call out in times of trouble? What do you say when you're in that valley? Come on. You got to call out to Jesus, church. Can't call out to anything else out there. You cannot start to complain there. But call out to Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2 says this. When you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Come on. You're not going to drown during this pandemic, amen. You're not going to burn. You're not going to die. For God says, I am with you. I said, I am with you. God is with you. Tell your neighbor, God is with you. God is with you. He's there for you. Never against you, but always for you. Uh, he's there uh, with you with e every little step in every way that you go. Uh, every step of the way, God says there is no fear. Amen. Uh, come on. You got to understand there is no fear when Jesus is near. Come on, somebody. Listen, church. Uh, God's not up there in the heavens. Amen. Uh, looking down and saying, I hope she makes it today. Oh, I hope that he makes it today. I hope they figure it out. No, no. He says, you know what? I'm right there, daughter. I'm right there, son. I'm walking with you. I'm holding your hand. I'm leading you through the valley. He doesn't leave us, church. He doesn't say, figure it out. He's not looking, taking bets with the angels. I bet you she fails. Come on, somebody. God is there. He's walking in the midst. He's, he's right there getting dirty with you. He's right there with you in the midst of the valley. You see, in the beginning of Psalms 23, talks about who he, uh, who he is with us, amen, that he's with us. He's, right here, David says that he leads me besides still waters. Uh, he guides me into green pastures. He, he restores my soul. Uh, Psalms 23, verse 2 to 3 says that he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the quiet waters. Uh, he refreshes my soul. Uh, he guides me along the paths for his namesake. David here is talking about God. David here is reminding us of who's with us. Amen. He's the one that refreshes us. He's the one that makes us lay down and grieve. He's the one, amen, that, that leads us, amen, down the, uh, beside the quiet waters, amen. He's the one that's directing our path. He's talking about our God. But when you get to verse 4, David's not talking about God. He's talking to God. Come on. David is talking to him. He says, you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they what? Comfort me. 
See, David's talking to God here. Listen, church, it's in your valleys that brings us face to face with the living God. Where the ultimate, listen, becomes your intimate. Oh, I, let, me, let me say it over here. I say your ultimate becomes your intimate. Oh, they, they don't get it either. I said your ultimate becomes your intimate. All right. Oh, they, they got it over here on this side. Had to set you up. Yeah, oh, where's he going? Oh, we got to say something here. Come on, your ultimate becomes your intimate, church. It's in the valley that you've come face to face with the living God, amen. You got to remember that when you're in your valleys, church. You got to remember that when you feel like running or quitting, amen. When you feel like you're at the end of your rope, when you feel perplexed or confused. Anyone ever been there? Anyone here ever felt like quitting here? Come on, don't raise your hand because we already know. Come on, we, there's times, amen, and we, there are hard times, and we feel like giving up, and, and we, we feel confused. We, we feel, where are you, God? You need to start to talk to God directly. That's when he becomes real, and when you start to talk to God, he'll say and remind you, I'm right here, son. I'm with you, daughter. I'm here. I hear you. I, I hear your cry, because when you call on me, I'll be there. I'll show up. You're not alone. Tell your neighbor, you're not alone. Church, we enjoy mountaintops. How many enjoy mountaintops? Come on, it feels good to be on top. No, no problems. Everything's kind of flowing, amen. You're on top of, of, of your situation. You're on top of, of your problem. You just climbed out of a valley, amen. It was a hard trial, hard storm. And you're standing on top saying, God, praise God, I got victory, amen. Come on, I kind of feel kind of good, amen. I just got paid. I got the rage. I got this and that. I got healed. We're on the mountaintop, but we come face to face with God in the valley. That's where you meet God is in the valley, church. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 7 says this, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, God, our merciful Father, and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles. Somebody say, all my troubles. So that we can comfort what? Others. When they are in trouble, we'll be able to give them the same comfort, listen, that God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will, show, uh, will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. And then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that you, as you share in, this, in our suffering, you'll also share in the comfort that God gives us. I'm here to let you know that God allows us, somebody say me, to go through trials, tribulations, and valleys. So that Why? So that we can comfort others. 
The things that you go through not are not necessary just for you, but it's to help your brothers and sisters down the road. Come on. It's to help others, church. God helps us in order to help others. Somebody say, it helps me to help others. Come on, this is all about teamwork. You know, PCLV team, you know, we want to have the workers meeting next week. We want to be part of the team. But the kingdom of God is a team. The kingdom of God is, you know what, we're here for each other. Come on, it's not just you. You know what, I'm just going to make it. I'm, just, I'm trying to make it to the finish line. No, no, we're trying to make it together. We're trying to help each other so whatever God has taught us in our valleys, uh, when we're going through trials and tribulations and other things within our valleys, uh, not only is to build us, church, but it's to help your brother that's in that same valley that you got out of. Come on, somebody. I'm glad for the brothers that, that, uh, that come and discipled me as I, as I came uh, and got saved and I was in a valley, amen, and they're the ones that helped me pull up, uh, but they're the ones that understood because they started to speak valley language. Anybody speak valley? <laughs> they speak valley language. They, they, they say, oh, this guy understands. This guy knows the valley that I'm in right now. It can help us out. Listen, we may go through major valleys in our lives. We may get a bad report from a doctor. Major illness may hit our lives, church. But Revelation chapter 2, verse 10 says this, Don't be afraid of what you're about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you in prison to test you. You will suffer. Tell your neighbor, you're going to suffer. We're going to suffer, church. If bearing the cross is suffering. If you're going to pick up your cross and follow Jesus, Jesus is saying, come on. What I went through, guess what? You're going to go through. Everybody's dropping their crosses now. Come on, pick up that cross. Come on. He says, you know, you will suffer. But it goes on to say this. But if you remain faithful. Come on, somebody. Faithful. We got any faithful people over here? Faithful. Come on. We got faithful people over here? Faithful. Amen. If you remain faithful, if you continue walking your course, come on. I'm here to let you know that, you know what? It's not for nothing. Amen. If you remain faithful, even facing death, I will give you a crown of life. Let me tell you, a time is coming when we as a Christians will face death. Choosing Christ. Or denying him. Are you going to remain faithful church. To death. Because if you do. You receive a crown of life. Ain't that the ultimate goal for all of us. Right. It's not, it's not how much you have in your 401k. Hallelujah. And there's nothing wrong with saving. And building and. And securing, but let's build our security where it really counts. Come on, this is what we're working towards, church. This is where we're going, that crown of life. See, pain, somebody say pain. Say it like you really mean it. Pain. You got, you got, when you say pain, you can't smile. You guys are saying pain. Yeah, no, no. Pain. Pain. Pain is part of life. Anybody agree? Pain is part of life, church. 
And it's, I'm not, it's never easy to suffer. It's never easy to go through a trial, church, no matter what the cause is. But Jesus here encourages us not to fear the future. And But remain what? Faithful. Remain faithful. God is always reminding us, stay faithful. Don't worry. It'll pay off. Don't worry. I'm right there. Don't worry. We're going to get through this. He's all... Can I let you in on something, church? We're going to get through this crisis. We're going to navigate through this. We're going to get through this, church. We're going to, things will be a little different, yes, but you know what? The church remains the same. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this together, church. You've got to understand, but Jesus here is saying, you know, right here in Revelation, he said, you know what? You've got, you got to understand here, don't fear the future. We already know what the future's coming, church. We already know what's to come, amen. For us, it should be an exciting time because we're getting closer to his coming back of picking up his church. What it should mean to us right now is get things right within ourselves and just save our family and friends and save this world for Jesus. Something that we should have been doing all along. He encourages us, don't fear the future, but remain faithful. If you're experiencing difficult times, don't let them turn you away from God. Instead, let them draw you towards God for greater faithfulness. Greater faithfulness. God, I want to be faithful. Great is what? Thy faithfulness? I want to be faithful. Has he been good to you? Then be faithful. Has he ever let you down? No. Have we had hard times? Does that mean he lets you down? No. Why? It's part of life. We, we live in a fallen world. We're, we're, what falls on the just falls on the unjust. We're not exempt from the troubles of the world, but we have hope. Can somebody say amen? We have hope in Jesus. Amen. And he's the one that gets us through whatever situation. My God has never left me hanging. Yes, I've gone through some suffering. Yeah, I've gone through some valleys. Amen. But God was always leading me. He says, remain faithful and you'll receive a crown. Remain faithful and I'll get you out of here. Remain faithful and healing comes. Remain faithful and that job comes. Remain faithful and I'll heal your marriage. Remain faithful and I'll deliver you. Remain faithful and I'll do this for you. There's always a, an answer on the other side. If you remain faithful, it's when you fall away. Woe to you. We let go. God never let go. God never goes like this to us. He's always holding on. We're the ones that say, you know what? We let go. Come on, somebody say amen. Trust God. You have to trust God during these hard times, church. And remember your heavenly reward because God ultimately is in control and his promises church are reliable you can take every promise in his word to the bank and you'll always be able to cash it in but you have to what remain faithful that's all it is faithful faithfulness brings reward obedience brings reward these things, uh, you know, uh, promises here are only released through obedience. When you obey God's word, his word comes to life. Can somebody say amen? So in your valleys, remember, he is always with you. 
Someone say, thank you, God. Say, thank you, Jesus. You're always with me. No matter where I'm at, you're always there. You're always there. There's times and moments uh, our flesh gets in the way. We start to focus on the circumstances, and we think he's not there, and we start to drown in our problems. We start to drown in our situations. But when we start to come to our senses and we call on the name of Jesus, he shows up, and he lifts us up. And he calls us what? You of what? Little faith. See, it's all connected to faith, church. When we let go of faith, we start to drown. When we get faith, we start to come up. Hold on to faith. Tell your neighbor, hold on to faith. You got to trust God. Just trust him. Even through this season that we're in. You know, mass don't mean you're afraid. Mass just says, I'm just being, I'm being, I'm being uh, respectful to other people. If it was my choice, I said no mass. Take it off. That's what I that's what I would do. But I wear it to respect you. I don't know where you are in your mind. I I don't know. I'm not saying you don't trust God or nothing, but but there are there are seasons, there are reasons. This virus is very real. Come on, somebody. People are affected. I have known people personally that are affected through this. So I know it's real, church. And yeah, we take our precautions. And I wear, I know my Heavenly Father takes care of me. And I have no fear of removing my mask. But I do it for you. In respect for you. Not to, not to belittle you. Not to say, where's your faith at? I can be one of those Pastor, take off your mask. We're Jesus believers. But in reality, we are. But you know what I'm talking about? Are you following me? Are you getting my drift? <laughs> That's an old phrase right there. Hallelujah. Any 50s people here? Drift. Hallelujah. Number four. Last one. You have to rely on God's uh, protection and guidance. Not only do you have to believe that he is with you in the valley, you got to believe that he's going to protect you and guide you in that valley. Amen? David here in our text reminds himself that God's rod and his staff comfort him. The rod and staff are two basic tools, uh, tools that a shepherd uses to protect and guide his sheep. There, you got a picture of that? Let me show you the, what that one I'm talking about right here. There it is right there, church. See that rod? Looks like a what? Billy club, huh? See, the rod was basically around two feet long, and at the end of it, it had like a heavy, heavy ball. And so what he would do with that, the, 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 the shepherd would be so excellent that he can throw that thing at a target and strike it for anyone that tries to come against his sheep. Of course, he would use it to pow, hit somebody too. There it goes. There's the, there, there's, there he is, the devil, trying to come and get you, and that's what he does to him, amen? Hallelujah. Jesus is bad. He's the, he is the good shepherd. Amen. So 
That's what he does when the devil tries to pick on you. That's what he does when anyone tries to harm you. That's what the Lord does. He uses his, his rod to protect you. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. What God is saying to you and I today is that when you're going through the valley, he's there to defend you. He is there to protect you, church. Uh, let me tell you, church, the good shepherd fights for you and I. While you are fighting in your struggle, while you're fighting in your valley, while you're going through depression, disappointments, or whatever you're going through, God is fighting for you, church. Come on. He's fighting off those spiritual forces that are trying to come against you, to put in doubt, to put in fear. He comes and he fights out those spiritual forces. Get out of here, demons. I mean, he's, he's just fighting. Uh, you're going through your suffering. You're going, oh, man, everything. And God's around you and protecting you. And he's just fighting every devil that's trying to intimidate you. You understanding? He is our defender and our protector. That is what the rod represents. And that is why David was able to say, thy rod comforts me. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3 says, But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. Psalms 46, verse 1 says this, For God is our refuge and strength and our ever-present help in trouble. Hallelujah. So David says, Thy staff, thy, thy rod comforts me. Amen. And then he goes on to say, thy staff comforted me. Put that, put that picture back up. There's the staff right there. Kind of looks like what? Kind of like a cane, huh? It's a little bit longer, a little bit thinner. It has a hook on the end. Amen. That staff was long, amen. And, and, and the shepherd would use it to, to guide his sheep. He would use it to comfort his sheep. Amen. He would get that, that, that little hook right there and grab them by the neck and what? Bring them close. Did you good? Has God ever done that to you? Use that staff on you? What the? What, Lord? <laughs> Brings you closer. God has always drawn me. He's always pulled me over. You, you ever felt the comfort of God? The peace of God on your life? That's when he got his staff and he's pulling you closer to you. And that is what the shepherd does, amen. He pulls that staff, amen, to bring you closer to him, amen. He uses a staff, amen, that when you fall down, he what? He lifts you up. How I many know that sometimes we go into things, amen, and, and messes. We make some choices and we end up over here where God said, you need to be over here. We wander off. And, he, and when, he's, when we're down there and we're, you know, bah, bah, you know, whatever it is, amen, you're calling out to God, amen, hallelujah. You know, he, he reaches out, amen, he hears you. How I many know he knows your voice, amen? Come on, he knows your voice, amen. He, oh, that's my daughter. She's in trouble. That's my son. He's in trouble. He knows your name. You know, well, that, that, that's Brandon. That's Des over there. That, you know, someone's calling out to me. And he comes and uses his staff and he brings you out. Bad sheep. You're a bad sheep. <laughs> it reminds us, you have a little faith. Shouldn't go that way. No, he's there to guide us. He uses a staff to guide us. 
You see, when you're going through the valley, amen, you're not alone, church. God is always with us, amen. His, his rod, his, his staff is there to comfort us and to protect us, Lord, and to guide us, amen. So when you're going through that hard time, God will use his staff to draw you near, to comfort you, to embrace you, and to remind you you're never alone. You're never alone. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Somebody say, all my heart. And lean not into your own understanding. you got to trust the Lord with all your heart. Not just with words. I trust you. No, no. It has to flow from your heart. It has to be right here in your heart already. You know what? I trust God. I, you know what? I, I believe in God. I have faith in God. It's in my heart. Amen. It's in, if it's in your heart, it's true. It's real. If it's out here, sometimes it can just be lip service. We can just say, yeah, yeah, I trust God. But no, no, when it's in your heart, you, you know. You know he's there. He, he's always with you. Church, God will protect you and guide you in the valleys of your life, church. And I'm here to let you know that there is hope. Come on, somebody say hope. There's hope in Jesus. Come on, the hope is not dissipated. The hope is not gone or faded away in this time that we're in today, church. Hope remains, amen. Hope is always there, church. Come on, it's always there. It's one of the three things that always remain. Come on, love, faith, and there ain't no hope in the Pope. <laughs> it's only in God, Jesus. There, really, there is no hope there. There is no hope in man. There is no hope in me. There's no hope in the here. It just uh, the, it's in God. It's in Jesus. There is only Jesus, Church. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Amen. It's only through Christ that we can find hope. Can somebody say Amen? Philippians four thirteen says, "I can do." Say, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Some of you guys need to say that to yourself sometimes. Some of you need to say that when you say, I can't do that. I, I, I'm weak. No, no. I can do all things. I can do all things. You, you gotta, there has to be a confidence in the voice. Amen. Uh, you know what the devil has done during this time of pandemic and crisis? Amen. He has, he has shut your face. Uh, he's covered your mouth. Amen. And he stopped you from, from believing that God is with you. God can strengthen you. That you can't do things. You gotta depend on what's going on out there. You gotta depend on the media. You gotta depend on what the doctors are gonna say. You gotta depend on what they're trying to fix. No, no, you gotta just depend on Jesus. God is there. Come on, He is there to help us. I can do all things. I can get us through this. I, you know, can do all things who Christ who strengthens me. You gotta have a confidence. You gotta tell the devil, you know what? I'm not believing your lies. I'm not believing your, 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 what your, what every story you're saying. I'm not believing that. I'm going to allow confusion to come in. I can do all things through Christ. See, the, the scary part of going through the valley are the shadows. Show me the picture of those shadows there. Look at that shadow. Shadows are always bigger than they are. Fear is always greater than the actual problem, church. But I'm here to let you know that shadows cannot hurt you. 
Come on, have you ever been run over by a shadow? Come on. See, there's a big difference between the shadow of this little cat and the other cat. Come on, you can see the shadow coming like, oh, my Lord, it's a lion. It's a tiger. Ah! But all this is a little meow. It's just a little cat. No shadow can scare you, but let me hear. They can probably scare you a little bit, but they can't hurt you. How many know that big shadow can't hurt you? It can't do nothing to you, church. Why? They're just shadows. Boxers sometimes trained by what? Shadow boxing. They're boxing their shadow. But I've never seen a shadow knock out a boxer. If that happened, amen, there's something freaky going on there, amen. But there is, listen, there is no shadow. Listen, you got to listen to this. Tell your neighbor, listen. There is no shadow without light. Anytime there's a shadow, there's a light. So anytime you're feeling alone and you feel that you're in the dark, don't turn to the shadow. Turn to what? The light. John 8, 12 says this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will always have the light of life. In the Old Testament, amen, the children of Israel were led by a pillar of fire during the night or during the darkness. Jesus here calls himself the light of the world, amen. The pillar of fire represented God's presence, his protection, his guidance, right? It led the children of Israel out of the desert, amen. It was a pillar of fire at night and the cloud during the day, amen. Come on, it was there to protect and for them to guide. Likewise, Jesus brings God's presence and protection and guidance for you and I. And when you look to Jesus, you cannot be afraid of all the other shadows that are around you because they fall behind you. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll find rest. Woo, man, I'm a poet today. If you look at the world, you'll be distressed. But when you look at Christ, you'll always find rest. Rest. It's your choice, church. It's your choice. Are you going to let the shadow scare you? When you know that he's for you and he's with you? Like I said, but if that shadow's there, guess what? He's there too because he's our light. He's our light, church. It all depends on what you are looking at. Don't look at the shadows when you're walking, amen, through your valley. You've got to look at the light. He's there to guide us. He's there to help us. Amen? Sometimes we let darkness surround us. And sometimes we turn off the light in our lives. And when you do that, you're going to remain in darkness. But you're going to have to understand, church, just turn on the light. Turn on the light. Brother Victor, can you turn off those lights? Boom. Darkness just hit your life. 
What do you do in these times, church? What are you doing here? Who are you calling out to when you're finding your, you're finding your, your, your life, you're finding yourself in a valley? And all of a sudden, you were in the light. You were in the mountaintop. You were having, you were having a great time, amen, just like we started this year. Everything was going good. We, were, we had our vision. We had our, our banner up. We had our theme up, amen, victory, amen. We were going forward. Something was about to happen, and, and we all, not just me, all of us, are ended up in the same valley that we're in right now. And there's many in that valley right now confused. There's many in that valley right now quitting on God. There's many in that valley right now perplexed. There's many in that valley right now crying out, complaining, whatever it is, they're in that valley. But who's calling out to God? Because once you call out on Jesus, the light comes back on. And you're able to see again. And realize, God, you've always been there. You've always been there for me. And for some of you, you just simply have to turn on the light. Oh, I can't see. Well, turn on the light. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We forget simple things like that, church. We've got to turn on the light. And, and some of us, you got to do. God's there. He just says, flip me on. Call out to me. Do something. Give me some faith. Show me so that you got faith, some, some, some trust, some belief in me. Do something in your life, and I'll show up. All it needs is just a call out. You don't have to have great, great faith. You just got to have some faith. Right? When Peter was drowning, he, he, he was freaking out, and then he knew his last resort, right? When he was about to go in, Jesus, save me. And here comes Jesus right on the spot. You have little faith. Come on. Come here. Get over there in the boat. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with you, Peter, but I love you. Ah, man. Jesus loved Peter. Even through all the stuff that he did, Jesus still believed in his God. Jesus still believed in Christ. You know, his faith may have faltered a little bit. Fear may have gripped him. Gripped him. He may have got confused. He might have ran out and scattered and went back to his old way of living. But who went looking for him? Jesus. And what did he do to him? Do you love me? You know I love you. Then feed my sheep. Three times he asked him. Do you love Jesus? Anyone here? Do you love him? Do you love him? Then feed my sheep. Just go back to do what you need to do. Let's get back to being the church. I know you're in a valley right now. But I'm there with you. And I have a rod and I have a staff to protect you and to guide you. Don't be discouraged. Just focus on me. You know, you look at Psalms 23. David here really focused on God. He really showed us who the Father is here.
He's the one that guides us, and he's the one that leads us, and he brings us into places, high places with him, but then reminds us in the valleys that we go through, which are part of life, church. He says, don't be discouraged. We're about to enter a valley. You start going down to your valley. He goes, don't be discouraged. Focus. Focus, Anna. Focus, Sharice. Focus. Sister Marjorie, focus, focus, focus. I'm with you in the valley. And I have a rod and I have a staff. And I'm with you and I'm going to protect you. And I'm going to guide you. And we're going to get out of this place. I promise you that. I promise you that. And David here went through that for me and you. He experienced that for me and you. Knowing that we're going to go through valleys in our lives. And he used that moment in time that God was showing him and teaching him to show us and teach us. So that what we can do what? Teach others. Help them out. Valleys don't last forever, church. They only last forever when you stop walking. It doesn't say stop through your valleys. Series was not about stopping. It was about walking. We walk with Jesus, right? We don't stop with Jesus. We walk with Jesus. There's rest. Don't don't get confused by that, but the series is about walking through. When you're in a valley, you never stop. You walk through. He'll bring you rest as you keep walking. Amen? Keep walking because we'll get out of this valley church. Amen? I'm going to close today. Amen. You have to understand today that we're all going to go through some valleys in our lives. Even us as Christians. But there's a big difference between the believer and the non-believer that go through a valley. It's not the difference of the absence of a shadow, but the presence of a shepherd. Church, God is always with you. Just leave with that. God is with you. We will get through this valley. Somebody say amen. Give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah.